Welcome to Liberty and Justice. I'm your host, Matt Whitaker. It's really my honor to have a good friend and a true patriot and a warrior, not only for um, you know liberty and justice, things I care about, but really a warrior for Christ. I mean, you are like, you know, Jack Brewer is my guest, former NFL player. Uh, most importantly, um, I guess as a football player, you were captain of, of teams you played on. And that, you know, that comes from the players voting for you as a leader. And you have continued that leadership. And, you know, I've just been impacted, you know, watching you, not only as a fan, but just watching from afar all the work you're doing. So why don't you tell me a little bit about kind of how you got to this moment <laughs> and then uh, and then we'll just have a conversation about what you're currently doing. Definitely. No, I mean, you, you bring up a good good point, man. You know, you have a football background, too. So, you know what it takes to, to get the buy-in in the locker room. Mm -hmm. um, and it really starts there with your teammates. And I was uh, always taught that, you know, the ability to lead starts with being able to unite, you know, get um, folks from different backgrounds and different perspectives uh, to see one vision um, and empower them. And, you know, that could be through what you say, but more importantly, through what you do. Yeah. You know, and the yeah. Bible teaches us that. And so I think, you know, for me, having the opportunity, I played and I was a captain on three NFL teams. Yeah. And I was a captain on my high school team, a captain on my on my college team. And, you know, it, it really became contagious for me. Um, and it wasn't about being the captain uh, as much as it was about being accountable. Yeah. And so whenever you're, you're leading something, you, you got to get up on time. You got to be there first or early. You know, you got to stay later. You know, you got to listen to other people and be there to help your teammates out as a servant leader. Uh, and so those things just kind of became uh, who I was. And I think, you know, it's definitely helped me uh, in life as I've gone on past football uh, to be able to, to lead, whether it's organizations or communities. And so uh, I think that's that that's the spirit that God blessed me with. And it's something that I'm humbled by. Uh, and, and I take it very seriously. Yeah. And watching you, you remind me of a former teammate of mine and a good friend, Merton Hanks. I don't know if you know Merton, <laughs> oh, yeah. but you know, he played for the San Francisco 49ers. He was one of our captains. We went to the Rose Bowl um, in 1991, and he's just uh, just a tremendous person, uh, most importantly. But he would lead our Bible studies as a team. You know, the Friday night before a game, we'd all get together. You know, it wasn't everybody. I mean, it, you know, it was just like probably half the team. Uh, but Merton was just like so spiritual, so just, uh, I, you know, the, the spirit was alive inside of him. And I was just so impressed. And I, I, and I see the same thing in you and just how, you know, the Holy Spirit not only, you know, motivates you and influences you and directs you, but just like the, the fruits of what you're doing with that. So talk, I mean, I, I saw the choir last night. I mean, I think you couldn't have walked away from that and not just been overwhelmed with, with some of the work you're doing, but talk about your ministry, because that's really yeah, what it is. It's right. a ministry. Uh, it is, you know, and, and I, you know, I've had a journey. I had a journey in Christ, was raised up uh, in the church. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a choir boy. I was the, the choir director. Uh, at but 11. I never see you singing. So. No, I don't sing anymore. <laughs> I don't sing anymore. I, sometimes I'll go direct him a little bit. But, right, right. you know, I learned how to play the drums when I was seven. And, and you know, I was always the kid doing the Easter speeches and speaking at church. I sang my first solo at five. Uh, and so, you know, those things that I got, that God put into me through my mom and through my praying mom and my church and my community, you know, I, I just, I don't see it anymore. Uh, and really that's the spirit behind our ministry is trying to, you know, for me, that's all I know. And so I'm trying to give that back to kids in inner city situations that don't have that yeah. anymore. Uh, and so that's really at the spirit of what we do. 
um, you know, also I grew up in a family where unfortunately many of my cousins and some of my family members and people that were close to me were incarcerated. Yeah. You know, I, I remember the first time I went to a prison, I think I was eight years old, driving up into, you know, going into the, the gates of a prison to see, you know, my older cousins who I looked up to, you know, and almost idolized, you know. Yeah. And so those type of things, you know, really affect who you become and how you and how you see things. And so you know, through our organization and our ministry, we're going into the prisons, right? First leading with the word of God, uh, but more importantly, um, trying to, to, to really give these fatherless men, because the vast majority of, of men in prison are fatherless, trying to get these fatherless men, you know, a relationship with Father God. And then second off, repair them so that they can go out and be fathers to their kids. If you start with that in mind, then the vocationary skills and the working and all the other things really fall into place yeah. but it's foundational and so our ministry does that um, we do that through our second chance programs in the prisons uh, we also do that through our programs with our youth um, we have four sports programs too and so we're really big on that in discipline I mean our issues with our society and I think every ministry uh, it needs to have this is, is to have real discipline involved in accountability um, for everyone that, that, that you touch. And I think we're losing that accountability uh, a lot in our nation. I see it. Our, our parents don't have accountability for what their kids do. Our parents don't have accountability for what they allow their kids to consume. Um, and so what we see is, you know, population, reading the math proficiency levels down, morality is down. Mm -hmm. You know, little girls are doing things at too young of an age. Boys are saying things and disrespecting women at too young of an age. And all that comes from, from, from not having accountability on yeah. both sides. And so we are big on that. Um, and I think that's why you saw all those little kids, you didn't see anyone misbehaving. You didn't see anyone yeah. acting out of line. And that's because we really, really instill um, biblical disciplinary principles and we don't spread a rod. And I think, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of individual success in life does come from a self-discipline. Right. You know, if it's the old uh, marshmallow test, like, you know, they, they give a kid a marshmallow and they say, if you can not eat that for the next five minutes as I'm out of the room, then I'll give you two. Yeah. And if you can delay that gratification right. and pass the marshmallow test, that self-discipline, like they, they've chart, they've tracked it and they've, they've seen that people that can, that can, you know, withstand that initial urge have, you know, to have tremendous upside uh, benefits and success in their lives. You know, but like, this is really, you know, so, so so important the work you're doing and you know I mean it, what you know the Bible says that the you know the work is plentiful but the hands are few and I think you know I, I see that you're bringing these these former incarcerated individuals uh, into your ministry and your help and they're helping serve the community um, how rewarding is that for those guys I mean <laughs> tell me tell me at least you know one maybe story yeah. about someone that like you know and I saw you like for example the person that was directing the choir last yeah. night had been in prison for 17 years um and just seemed to be like joyous still you know yeah. didn't wasn't looking backwards was looking forward trying to you know help the next generation that's right you know i, I actually his name is elmo and i met him in prison and i was in there teaching and uh advocating for the guys and when i met him he told me that he was going to get out and he was going to serve his brothers and sisters mm -hmm. he said i'm going to start a nonprofit. i'm going to be out there serving uh so that people understand um that we can change and so I ended up running into him almost a year after he got out of prison. Uh, and, and now he runs all of my programs. He's the most spiritual man that you've ever, ever seen. And like you saw him interacting with those kids, he really in his mind 
is paying it back for all the things he did wrong in his life. He'll tell you stories about him having to sit back in prison while his daughter at, at 12, 13 years old is getting molested and raped while he's sitting inside of a jail cell. And so now he takes each and every one of our kids and he pours the fatherly love into them because he understands what, what can happen to you when you don't have that protection. Uh, and so men like that are incredible. I had another gentleman that, that we brought here, served um, in the U.S. military, met him in, in, our, uh, in our prison, and we go in the prisons and we start veterans groups, right? We have dormitories that are all veterans who have served our, our nation that may have gotten in trouble, may have came back from war or whatever and, and, and had PTSD, but ended up getting in run-ins with law yeah. enforcement. Uh, and now they're in prison. And so we took that group and actually one of the gentlemen that just got out, he gets out, he gets a scooter. He had been in prison, uh, I think for nine years, had gotten a gotten his, his, his water certification to be able to distill water. I got him a job with a local water company. Mm -hmm. Now he's here and just actually got awarded a brand new bed from helping the hero uh, organization. They came to his house and got him, gave him a brand new bed. Oh, that's and, and, fantastic. And, and you, you, got, you should have seen his eyes. The yeah. first, I said, was it comfortable? He said, it sure beats uh, <laughs> that jail cell bed that yeah, he had. And, but and things like that, are, are, and that yeah, matters, man. Yeah. And so much of it is, is teaching them how to take a step forward, no matter how smart Amen. that, but always be pressing forward, um, you know, and not worry about kind of like, not let your past define you. Uh, it's so important. Well, we're, you know, the, the, the fans of this show that, that watch Liberty and Justice um, or listen to Liberty and Justice know that I do this show oftentimes on the road, wherever I happen to be. <laughs> right now, we're at Mar-a-Lago Club in Palm Beach. And, uh, you know, you've heard the planes go over, you've heard the construction, you've heard the lunch being rolled across the concrete. Uh, but I just, you know, this is a chance. I knew I was going to be with you, Jack, and I've been trying to get you on the show. You're a hard man to get. Um, you're going to have, you're speaking today over lunch, and you're, uh, you're going to be talking about sort of your Athletes for America initiative here at America First Policy Institute. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what you're doing um, here at AFPI and the Athletes for America? Well, first off, we're, we're honored to, to be with Coach Lou Holtz. Yeah. Uh, and I honor him every time I get a chance to. You know, he's one of those coaches that sets the precedent. And I'm sure you, you, you would agree that some of our greatest fatherly influences yeah. in our country uh, are our, are our co coaches, particularly our head football mm -hmm. coaches. Um, and so Coach Lou Holtz will be there. Uh, and we have a number of professional athletes that have come in, uh, NFL um, pro bowlers. We have... Um, Olympians and, and the likes that'll that'll be there. We're but, working on some MMA fighters. That's right. Here to we get have, yeah, we have a couple of MMA yeah. fighters too. Yeah, but you know, the, really, the reason why we started this is because we we saw a culture in our nation developing um, where our, our, our athletes are being misguided and. Uh, more importantly, they're misguiding our children. Yeah. And so that's really the thing that, that we're trying to combat here uh, is to have real America first athletes that love this country, that understand the blessings that we have to be able to pursue the American dream. I mean, I, I just can't buy into the victim mentality when you're, you've made it to be a professional athlete, gone to college and had all these blessings. Mm -hmm. And then we, we hear professional athletes bashing our nation. Yeah. We need to counter that. Uh, and I'm serious about it. I think that um, if we don't start giving positive influences to our kids to look up to, it's going to be very hard for us yeah. uh, to keep this republic intact. And yeah. so I, I take this initiative very seriously. Uh, and I'm, I can't tell you how, how um, really motivated I've been to see so many professional athletes of all races, all, all, all sizes and colors 
coming together yeah. that love America and are willing to put their name on this yeah. uh, Athletes for America. Yeah, and, and you think about, I mean, I think about the guys that I played with that, um, you know, they just did all the right things for all the right reasons. Right. And oftentimes they were, they were quiet leaders. They were putting in the extra work when nobody was looking. Mm-hmm. You know, they were praying by themselves quietly and they had a deep faith. And, and, you know, that's the challenge, I think. In society, you know, we're so um, attuned to the, you know, the people that are loud and obnoxious on social media that are, you know, uh, consuming, uh, you know, fast cars and, and, you know, and multiple women or, you know, are, are projecting a lifestyle. Right. And the other ones that are just the quiet disciples of Christ, um, you know, know that their reward is in heaven. Amen. But, but I think this, this Athletes for America is so important to lift that up, to show that, you know, the conservative values and the things that actually lead to a better life right. um, and, and, a, and a better afterlife, quite frankly, um, you know, are, are really the values that work. And so to, to point out that, hey, there are other people like you, right. you know, or you, how about you try this lifestyle? That's right. That it's not as, it's not as obvious and you're not going to be patted on the back as much, but it's actually a better way. Um, and with less regrets, you know, I just, I think it's, you know, I, I'm excited. I don't, how do you do all this? You know, it's just about a great, <laughs> do you ever sleep? About a great Are you like God. President Trump I, that you never sleep? I, I, similar. Cause <laughs> I, I don't sleep a lot, but, um, I get it when I have to. Um, but you know, the work that I do doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And you know, just like this morning, my daughter had a fever. I made sure she was good. I got in my car. I got on a call with the guys at the prison. Cause I call yeah. them in the morning and make sure that they're good. And it's just you get into this routine um, and, you know, people become your family. Yeah. You know, when, once you start, you know, like, you know, all those kids we brought here, imagine taking 30 kids of all ages, yeah. right? Their parents did not come pick them up. We dropped each one of them at right. their house. Yeah. And so those things take time. But I think if you can get into a community uh, and, you, and you start to empower that community, uh, then God just provides you, whether it's energy, yeah. time, and everything else. Well, I know I'm looking forward to help. I think tomorrow we're going to come visit uh, your new Second Chance Center. I think it's your second Second Chance Center. Um, and I'm really looking forward to finding ways that I can get involved uh, in your ministry. And, and, you know, even if it's just a small way, even, you know, if it's just, uh, you know, paying attention and, and shining a light and bringing some 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 of my loyal uh, listeners and viewers. But how can people... How can they learn more about what you're doing, and how can they get involved? Uh, they can go on uh, the jackbrewerfoundation.org, or they can go on any of our social media. Uh, I try to keep everyone posted. Join our mailing list uh, at the jackbrewerfoundation.org, uh, and we're always out. You know, we do ministries, prison ministries all over the world, and we have orphanages all over the world. Uh, we've been doing a lot of work over the past 17 years by the grace of God. Yeah. Uh, and we're all, we're funded all by individual donors. I take yeah. no money from governments or agencies or big grants. We don't do any of that. It's just all God's people um, yeah. spreading the word of God. Well, we'll make sure we put that in the show notes. And, uh, you know, we're just going to continue to uh, not only support you, but pray for you. Thank you. Pray for your efforts. Pray for your, the kids that are involved and you know the men that you're helping uh you know and and helping them lead a better life so jack brewer thank you so much for being on liberty and justice remember uh you can watch liberty and justice uh fridays at 7 p.m on cpac now otherwise uh anywhere that good podcasts are distributed also uh whitaker.tv is the place where everything i'm doing and i'll make sure that i'll keep you updated on what jack's doing too so until next time god bless and thank you that was perfect man Thank you, brother. No, you're the man.